Hi, everybody, and welcome to Sister Story, a podcast and video series all about possibility. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. This podcast and video series is our way to share ideas, insights, and experiences so we can all stand together for health and happiness. These are ideas for your toolbox, and we're happy to share them with you as we help each other on this journey. Today, we're so happy to have on the podcast and video series, the amazing Amy Lane. And the crowd goes wild. Ah! Hi, thank you, Betsy. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're so glad to have you because you are a specialist in the area of home care and assistance for not only elderly, but for people who are recovering or for whatever they need. So tell everybody, introduce themselves to you and tell them a little bit about who you are in your business. All right. Well, thank you so much. So home care assistance. So we are a franchise um, and our goal is to help people thrive at home or older adults thrive at home, wherever home might be. Um, you can think of it as like assisted living in the home. Um, most of our clients live in their home that they've been in for many years, but we also help people in communities, whether they're in assisted living or in, um, independent living or memory care. Um, but what sets us apart from other companies is that um, we have something called the balanced care method so that we really want to take care of the whole person, um, not just, we want to make sure that they're safe in their home, but um, the whole person making sure that they're exercising as much as they can and eating and um, eating healthily and social interaction and um, using their brain. So that's kind of a little bit about us um, and home care assistance. Well, that is awesome because, you know, you know this story very well about my mom and dad and God rest my mom's soul. We, um, she went to heaven in May and um, now, so I had the one scenario, which was taking care of elderly parents that had each other. So there was some interaction and there was some socialness between them. But now we have the situation of my dad who's uh, living alone. So, you know, it's a big, big, a big conversation, but let's just start with some of the things that you would tell people listening about um, embracing the whole home care thing. So let's say I have my dad, uh, he's 84 and reasonably healthy, um, but how do I start this process of evaluating how I get help from someone like you in home care assistance? Um, so the first thing I tell you, Betsy, is to look at what it is he, he needs right? What sorts of things he needs help with or things that you're worried about as the daughter. So is it doing errands? Is it driving him to a doctor's appointment um, and taking notes? And we even do, um, we'll call in out-of-state kids when they're in the doctor's, apart, uh, doctor's appointment and fill them in with notes afterwards. Um, does he just need companionship? Does he need some help getting out and about and some creative ideas on what can be done? Um, to help him, or does he need a lot of physical assistance around the house? Um, you know, people should be thinking, you know, does my mom or dad need help getting in the shower? Um, I don't want him taking a shower unless somebody's in the house on their own because they're not safe, they're a fall risk. Um, do we need somebody that is going in and not just preparing healthy food for them, but also looking for moldy things in the refrigerator? Uh, we also change a lot of sheets for people because that's harder as you get older and do a lot of um, of uh, laundry. Sorry, totally lost my train of thought there. Um, but so starting to think through what those things are that they need help with um, and about 
you know, how many days a week or how many hours a week somebody might need help uh, and, and what things are lacking. Or uh, the flip side is what sorts of things are family members doing and they're starting to feel really overwhelmed and they're, they're losing the sight of the fact that they're a child uh, and they've turned into a caregiver and we can give that back to them. So those are the things that people should start thinking about of um, what help is needed. And then you have to start looking at the financial piece of, okay, is there, what kind of money is there to pay for things? Um, is there long-term care insurance? Are they a veteran so that there's some VA money potentially available? Um, and then, you know, there are a lot of different things out there. We keep people in their home. Some people love to go to communities, right? The assisted living communities or independent living communities. Um, the big thing that we find is that people, kids go in and see all oh, these activities and they go, oh my gosh, that looks so awesome. That would be so cool for dad to go do all those cool things. And then you say, has your dad ever participated in group activities? And the kids go, no. Like, so at 85, do you really think he's going to go do bingo? Somebody's going to knock on his door, say, do you want to come to bingo? He's going to say no, and everybody's going to leave him alone. So you have to take into account somebody's personality, too. So that's one of the things that we do is really work with somebody trying to figure it all out. Well, it seems like what I'm hearing with so many different factors and so many variables, it's very customized what you do. So it's not a cookie cutter approach that everybody gets in the same package. So how do you do that? So like me as the daughter, do I have an intake or some kind of a way that I meet with you and professionals to like go through a checklist to kind of start having, you know, really getting into my brain, the things my dad's doing well, the things my dad cannot do at all and the spectrum, right? Yeah, um, and so exactly. tell everybody a little bit about how that works. So we do a complimentary consultation. So we go out and meet with people. Normally we go out and do face-to-face -face meetings. Um, right now we're throwing around the idea of doing um, virtual assessments when possible, right? Trying to limit as much interaction as we can um, so that when we're in the home helping, that's the time that we've got the more close face-to-face -face time. But so that we go out and we talk to family members about what the what the needs are that they see and what a caregiver can do um, and then we start building a plan we come up with a care plan for them uh, we look into different ideas for things that they can go do you're so right it is so totally um, customized uh, and it changes over time right when um, you know we had um, one client and her husband passed away and I remember after he passed away she said oh she something to the caregiver about, oh, she just would love to go dancing again. So our client care manager looked up some ballroom dancing classes and we changed the caregiver's schedule and he was able to take her ballroom dancing for months and she just loved it, right? So it's those kind of things that we can do. We're licensed by Colorado, which is awesome because you know that there is somebody watching over us. So there's a short list of things we can't do because they're considered medical, but that means the sky's the limit outside of that. Um, on what can be done. And then we also work on, um, there's a lot of technology out there right now and ways that family members can be involved without being right here. Well, yeah, that really comes to mind because yesterday I said to my dad, hey dad, I think I can walk you through how to download Zoom. And then when I call you, you can see me. And he said, I know what you look like. I'm old. <laughs> I don't do stuff like that. <laughs> He said, you're beautiful. Thank you. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take that and I'm going to get the no. That is the 84-year-old no. I don't need to see you on Zoom. Uh, he's, you know, day 11 in quarantine. We'll see how he is on day 30. 
14, you know, if he's ready to see people now, but um, great. So it sounds very customized. So a free consultation and then really figuring out like where you are today, right? But the plan I'm sure then is about flexible to go from today to tomorrow to what is needed to again, keep the, the happiness of the person and if they're secure and they're happy in their home to then transform that home into a place that they can age and be happy at any level. Correct, right. And so, you know, as you talk about changing, so one of our, um, our first client that we've been in business six years. So our first client, we went in to help him. Uh, it was him and his wife. And after he passed away, we stayed and we now help the, his wife, his widow. Um, and you know, I talked to his uh, or her niece the other day who said she was depending on us just to make sure that we keep her safe. We know that we've got a caregiver that adores her, that is really careful about wiping things down when she gets there, wiping things down when she leaves, wiping things down in between. Um, and so, you know, she was just really happy to know that there was that lifeline for her aunt. Oh, so it's a really cool line. business. We well, meet really awesome people. That's the price, you know. So let's talk about the people that work for you, because I know another part of your business is always looking for great caregivers. What kind of people make a great caregiver and that might find a career or a job working for an organization like Home Care Assistance? You know, it's a great question. Are some of our best caregivers are women that are in their like 40s and 50s? And they really just want a job where it feels really good. At the end of the day, you feel like you have really made a difference. Um, we look for people that have at least a couple of years of experience helping someone, being a caregiver. Um, but that being said, they don't have to have ever been paid to be a caregiver, right? Good experience for us is your mom lived in your, your house with you for 10 years. That's a phenomenal experience for us. Um, and then somebody that just has a heart for seniors and wants to learn new things. Uh, is really a good caregiver for us. I mean, we have people, uh, our oldest caregiver is probably 72 or 73. Well, there you go. See, you can, you, can, you can be a caregiver at any age. I used to encourage my mom. I used to say, you should be one of those senior people that, you know, go help <laughs> other people because she was so gregarious and she loved to bake and all the things that were Norma. Um, and lastly, I want to just touch on, you know, this is a time where a lot of people are, um, they're in their homes. They're not allowed to go see some of their family uh, because of the virus happening in the world right now. What are some of the things, if you have any tips about, you know, what seniors really need as far as connection, what are some things we can do um, if we can't physically go visit someone in our family to support them or to, to, you know, to love them in a way that matters? You know, I really think the written word is awesome. Getting mail, um, wish of a lifetime, that grants wishes for seniors is working on a letter writing campaign and ca writing cards to seniors. Um, we've started doing a weekly postcard newsletter to our clients that has some kind of a brain puzzle on it. Um, just thinking that to go out and get something in the mail to know that you are not alone is just so huge. Um, and then anyone that's tech any bit tech, right, that has a smartphone or a computer that can look at FaceTime. Um, and there are just all kinds of awesome stories out there and things to do. Um, but just to pick up the phone and call people, right? Write to them and call them, send them pictures. Um, 
remember really fun things that you've done together um, so that people know that they're not alone. I think it's the biggest thing that we can do right now, whether it's for a senior or a neighbor or a friend, right? Right. It's just a really important time for personal connection. Well, exactly. It's so important. And is there any such thing as like some of the nursing homes and places are not letting visitors, can people go back to their home and hire someone like you? Is there like reverse engineering someone that maybe was in a center and they could choose to go in aged home? They can leave a center and they can move home. Um, We actually have somebody that's coming back to us that just moved home um, today. She moved in for some um, long-term nursing. She was going to be there for like a month and went, okay, yeah, now she has a, a respiratory infection and she's moving back home and wants a little bit of help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can go back the other way too. Yeah. Um, and some people might have that in their head, like, Hey, you know, I never thought I could take care of my mom, but I'm changing my mind. And if I had somebody like home care assistance that could come and fill those gaps or, you know, be a part of it, maybe it would work. So um, Amy, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. So um, it's centennialhca.com and the phone number is 303-957-3100. The other thing I tell you, Betsy, is on our website, um, in the upper right-hand corner, it says, is home care right for you? So if somebody has some of those questions you talked about at the beginning, they can go on there and it is um, an online kind of survey that you fill out and it gives you some ideas of things to think about and it gives you a score at the end to let you know how how much need there is for um, care for your loved one. Oh, that's so great. centennialhca.com. Great. Say that again, centennial. H, like home, C, like care, A, like assistance.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I know you're all about champions of aging well. Um, we're all going to do that. We're all going to age. And aging well is key. And I know um, that as we take care of the generation that brought us here, it's really important to have the tools and the love and the, the partnership of people like you, Amy. So on behalf of the oh, entire world, I want to say thank you. <laughs> on behalf of all of us with parents, which pretty much has to be everybody if you got here. Um, yeah, I know. I, That's what I love because I don't have my parents anymore. So for me to be able to help my friends um, with information, whether their parents live close by or not, you know, I'm always happy to give information to people. Well, and you're going to um, refer people in the home care assistance network all around the country. We, of course, took advantage of that in Fishers, Indiana. So thank you for being a hub of great information and great love for our parents. And thank all of you who are watching. One of the spokes around, I'm one of the spokes around Betsy. (laughs) You're the hub, Betsy. Yeah, well, six (laughs) degrees of separation, Kevin Bacon, and now, you know, I think it's me only in certain ways. (laughs) Thank you everyone who is watching or listening to our Sister Strong podcast and video series. This is all about possibility and we are going to stand together as the Global Sisterhood Network and the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network to just put good people and good work in the world as we stand together for health and happiness. We need each other on this journey. We need everybody to help us with what their gifts are, what they can do in the world. And we are committed to getting that news that you can use out into your life. Please share this podcast and video with anyone that could benefit from our uplifting ideas, our education, our inspiration, and our connections. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma.